Alrighty, here we go. We've got Ryan on the line. This is the Creecast. You're, you're our first guest as well, Ryan, for this podcast. So congratulations. You're popping the guest cherry here. Well, this is cool because I've been listening to you talk and I just kept thinking, man, I, I would love to sit and chat and, and, and talk port, all things port. So David, seriously, thanks so much for having me, man. I, I truly appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. You've been, um, it's, it's been funny. I think how I came across you on um, Twitter was you had that incredible video and you've done a couple of them now. I think three of them, including one with the, the great Anthony Alessiani of your an American port fan experience. Uh, just like, I guess, they, were they TikToks or YouTube? I, I think I saw them on YouTube, but they're kind of like TikTok styling in the sense of their, uh, their um, cutting and editing, but they were incredible. Well, thank you so much, dude. Yeah, so I'm, I'm almost 40. And so I think I missed the TikTok uh, wave, yeah. but I just, I wanted to do something similar, to, you know, to kind of fun and just, you know, like what it's like as an American learning the game. And uh, yeah, it just, I put them out there and, and Port fans have just been phenomenal about it. So yeah, they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, and they were incredible. And I love that, um, like every um, video that got, deals with Australian versus American issues, the Vegemite stuff was great because I tried um, introducing all my friends in Oregon. We were talking off air about my me going to Oregon for a few years and I tried introducing them all to Vegemite and their reactions were very similar to yours in that video. <laughs> so uh, one person just ran straight to the sink and spat it out without even trying as soon as it hit the, hit the taste buds. So. Well, the thing was, like, I really don't think it's that bad but i thought it would be funny because that's the reaction that most yeah, americans yeah. have <laughs> but what i found really fast is australians are really like all the things that i put in there like jabbing poking fun at aussies like mm -hmm. that's the only thing that people pushed back on was like oh my god like american you're you're so stupid like you put it on like nutella and i was like man i i didn't know you guys were so sensitive about that about your you know about all of this but yeah it was it's uh it was a lot of fun man and i think it, the one thing it really highlighted for me is just how awesome port fans are like truly just warm welcoming accepting and just like you know when i started cheering for this team like just unbelievable i mean like my my daughter was born here in june mm -hmm. and uh port fans have already sent her baby clothes like from australia like and That's and i've amazing. never met these yeah. I've never, I've never met these people like face to face, but they're just, just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah. And that's um something that's like, even just, I grew up with the club. So it's like, I didn't even know kind of the culture around it until I grew into being an adult and understood it more, but it's something you discover. And as you've discovered as well as like, it's just such a welcoming culture and whether that comes from the, the, the community aspect of the club being a community club and, you know, part of a city for so long, 151 years now, it's, um, it's just that stuff is ingrained in the poor culture and like all fan bases, you have your different types in there, but they all come together and, and are really welcoming, which is wonderful for your journey. Cause what we, you know, what the club wants to do and what everyone at Port wants to do is keep expanding the fan base and certainly grabbing someone from, um, over and all the way over in Chicago to jump on board is, you know, that's, you know, the future of sports is, you know, clubs are based where they are but you know you want people from all over the world to um come into them and feel as part of them because you are a part of it and that's wonderful is that you well i've said this to you on the podcast is that what you have to do to follow the club is so is so takes a lot of work because you've got to you know the odd hours and all that stuff well david this is the craziest thing so in my department of about 22 people there are three australian football fans 
and two of us happen to be Port Adelaide fans. And I can't make this up. (laughs) I can't make this up is that one of my other colleagues is a Crows fan. And so she, she, she did a, uh, she did an internship in Adelaide for a while. And, and so they, they brought her to a game. And so she's not nearly as diehard. She's not waking up at, you know, three or four o'clock in the morning to watch the games, but uh, but she's still a fan. And we just think, man, the city of Adelaide, you know, how far away is it from Chicago, Illinois? And yet here we are all, all cheering for Australian rules football. Uh, it's, it's just, it's crazy how life works out, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. You can have your own little showdown pools over there and everything with that little <laughs> department there. Um, so I wanted to ask you kind of, um, it's always interesting hearing how people that are not from Australia come to Australian rules football because my experience in the US was people um, thinking I was talking about rugby half the time. Um, and then <laughs> and then when I tried to explain, no, it's this other sport, they were just completely fascinated. There was one they didn't, weren't aware of. So how did you come to find Australian football as well as Port Adelaide? So last year with COVID, you know, everything shut down. Um, every country dealt with it a little bit differently. It mm-hmm. seems like Australia is getting these lockdowns more now where the U.S. had them right up front yeah. and uh, all of our sports were shut down. And so my colleague, who also is a Port Adelaide fan, uh, was like, hey, you know, I heard this Australian football thing is kind of cool. We should find a team and we should watch because their games are still going on live. Um, and I have a little bit more free time in the summer. Uh, so it was just kind of like, all right, let, let, let's see what this thing is all about. And as we started looking at teams, we wanted a team that was, you know, going to be competitive. So we were definitely looking top eight. Mm-hmm. We were also looking at a team that had a very rich tradition. Um, you know, history is super, super important to, to both of us. And as we started to narrow it down, it, it became really clear it was, it was going to be Port Adelaide. And I, I'm telling you, David, seriously, the, the first time we said, okay, this is going to be our team. You know, we, we hopped on Facebook, we hopped on Twitter and, and Instagram and started looking at some fan pages mm-hmm. and just said, hey, we're new to this. What do we need to know? And I, it was unbelievable. I'm, we're talking like hundreds and hundreds of Port fans just like sharing their favorite memories, the love of the club and just all of this stuff. And it was like, I don't know. I, this is going to sound cheesy, but I mean, this truly is like, it just felt like coming home. Like it just, like, I just, this, the second, you know, I watched a, a live game. It was awesome. And I think the following week is when uh, Port played Carlton and Robbie Gray hit the, oh my the, the goal right after, after the siren sound, dude, it was, I was like, Oh, okay. okay I'm hooked. Just put this right into my veins. Cause like, this is my team and I'm, I'm hooked for life. Um, and so, yeah, it's a lot of like waking up crazy early again. My, my wife is, she's, she's just amazing, man. And, you know, she, she totally puts up with, with all of, you know, my, my craziness and, you know, getting packages from Australia and all that stuff. Um, but dude, I'm, I am hooked on this team. That's awesome. And I love hearing that. Um, it was the port fan, like the welcoming nature as well. And as well as the history, it's, um, there's the history is so, um, well, it's something that something we're proud of, and and especially, you don't need to get a port fan started to get them. Uh, you don't need to give much of an excuse to get started talking about whether it's you know the players of, you know the John Cowles, Russell Liebert, or even the modern day greats like your Treadrays, and and certainly in your time the Grays and Bokes. If you get some one of us started just talking about some of our favorite players, we don't we don't need an excuse. We need a lot more than one Twitter. It's a, it's a Twitter thread. Um, so <laughs> 
Oh, Tra- Tra- Travis Boak, man. You just you just say the name. And, and at first, you know, because he's not a guy that scores a ton of goals, like I wasn't noticing him mm-hmm. as I'm starting to learn the rules. But as you start to become a little bit more nuanced in, hey, what's going on? You go, oh, my God, you know, Travis Boak has 800 disposals in a game. I, you know, obviously, yeah. I'm exaggerating here, but <laughs> but you just go, that guy's just he's everywhere or Ollie Wines this year. And, yeah. and you just I think you start to appreciate some of these other players more. But, you know, when when I first started getting into it um a a friend a mate you know over in australia was like oh what about travis boak and i was like okay yeah he's cool and now i'm like wow travis boak you know just just to watch him uh to watch him play you know it's just um i I get it i get the love that that port fans have for him yeah yeah and i guess i i totally understand that kind of um gradual uh, deepening of understanding of the game because you know when i first started watching the, the nfl which um I'll let you plug your stuff at the end because I love what you do with the um, Bears um, Bear Down Report. But um, I, you know, I didn't understand what lo- you know offensive and defensive lines really were apart from like as a kid when I saw it, it was just guys standing there blocking for the star guy, you know, the quarterback, and you're running back. But then once you start understanding the sport, as I was growing up, I was like, I know there was a real role that they do, and certainly um, as some of the stuff I'm seeing with the Bears at the moment, it's um the the, the line is <laughs> the line is one of the issues. So it's it is, it is yes. that's what you once you get used to a sport, and then you, that's what you do is you start understanding what those players are actually doing and the, how integral they are, and as important as those ones that you see either kicking goals or in AFL or throwing touchdowns or you know whatever sport it may be. There's um that's what that's what the part of the growth is, and that's what's wonderful about what Port fans are doing for you and how engaged you are with the Port fan community as well as how much you're taking it on board and. And happily saying, "Hey, I'd, I'm still getting to know this, so teach me more." It's uh, it's wonderful. It's it's a great part of the kind of community. Well, I think you have to come in humble when when, when you haven't played the game or watched the game your whole life, the way that I have the NFL game. Um, and and there's certain things that I'm that I'm still learning. And and there are certain. I remember uh, texting a mate of mine who who's he's actually a Hawthorne fan, but he's he's a really a really good good friend. Mm. Um, and I was just like, hey what is it what's a mark like because sometimes it seems though the the umpires will say that it is when it shouldn't be and whatever and he's like may and you're 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 an australian now you get it like where you get our frustrations too and i was like oh okay awesome (laughs) i've said this line to my um i've talked i think i've talked to you a bit um through message uh, with my friend in oregon uh vince uh who i'm hoping to get on this podcast at some point soon as well but he does the same thing i remember him texting me last year a few times going I don't understand holding the ball. And I said, neither do I. And I've known this sport all my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so was, that, yeah, yeah, another one. Welcome to Aussie rules, man. <laughs> yeah. I think that, yeah, that, that, then once you're at that point, you know, you're, you're, you're a true fan when, mm-hmm. when you can be frustrated with uh, the way that the ums are calling the games. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my, my wife is from LA as well. And she has the same issue. She's still kind of, and she'll still say quietly to me when we're at a game, she's like, what happened there? I'm like, That's, this is why we're all yelling right now. That's the same. <laughs> we're as confused <laughs> as you are. So it's, it is a one, it's kind of a wonderful sport like that in the sense that it has, it's such a fast moving, fast paced sport that um, all the rules can't be just these straight, you know, black and white things. There's a lot of gray area with how it works. And that's where some of the, just the fuck it, man, like that's footy kind of <sighs> stuff comes from. And, that's a wonder. As much as I hate it when it goes against my team, that's part of one of the one of the things, and I'm sure you're learning that too. Is when it goes for you, because you you notice when it goes for you too, and that's part of it. So, 
absolutely but i but i but what you were just talking about david though like that's what i fell in love with the game is mm-hmm. it's so fast-paced you know i think there's there's a there's an element of that you almost get like from maybe watching the premier league like in soccer like what well, we call it soccer here mm-hmm. um you know just that, that that it's constantly moving it's constantly changing but that there's some actual scoring going on and it's just physical like rugby um and it's just it has all these wonderful elements to it so anyone who will listen over here i try to be like hey man you should watch aussie rules and hey you should you know cheer for port adelaide uh, i'm trying as best i possibly can to, to try to bring more port fans uh from over here so we'll see if if uh if it's able to happen at some point yeah yeah i i had my one attempt and that's a wonderful and that's that's I think it's probably the one thing that does go against it is its time difference with our, our best games are often in the middle of the night for you guys. So it'll always be a struggle, I guess, in the sense of getting it on prime time. But I know that the last year, I think it was last year, and when you got into the sport, there was a lot more games on Fox Sports One and Two that my friend over there was telling me. Which did that? Did you did you hear more people talking about it last year um, beyond your immediate friends, or was it well? So. I, I definitely, you know, I have a conversation or two with, with people uh, at, at my work and actually a colleague said that uh, ESPN, which is one of the, the big networks mm. here, the big sports networks here, he said that for a while, you know, they, they didn't have any game licensings to show NFL games or NBA games or anything like that. So they would just show AFL often. And so there were a lot of American fans that that got into it. But then they stop showing it. Yeah. Um, so the hard part is, you know, I mean, I've got the the Watch AFL app, um, and it's it's phenomenal. Um, you know, so I can put it on at any point. It doesn't tell me what the score is, so that I can start the game live and all that. Um, but you know, to try to convince my friends to to get that app is is not. Um, it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, try, trying, trying to, to get more exposure to get games played um, would be awesome. You know, I, I am an early riser. And so, you know, a lot of the night games, uh, they start at, you know, 445 in the morning here, my time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like that, that works out great for me. I, I wake up early. I, you know, that's, that's the way to start the game. And especially if port's winning, then I'm usually in a really good mood for the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some, sometimes not so much. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I wish, I wish that American television would, would show it more because it's just such an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's one a game that once it, the understanding was there, it's it's yeah, it's a game that everyone that I've that has taken the time to get into it has really just fallen in love with it. Like I said, my friend in Oregon has done the same. He's got he's got the watch AFL and does the same as you, puts it on whatever at whatever time and watches replays of games that I don't even port now just to just to get a bit, bit more of a fix. So it's it's wonderful, and you guys are you know it's it's such a great thing and an honor to have you as part of the um. And you yourself, especially as part of the the Port fan family, because it's it. You guys are just great people, and uh, and I love it. I lo- just love meeting all these people around the world that are um that have joined the Port family, and it's and it's awesome. So, well, yeah. David, I can't I can't tell you how much that means, man. Just because you know this is this is something that has quickly become a big part of my life, and mm-hmm. and to hear you say that, and and to, again, when all the the Port fans that I've that I've spoken with, I just. I'm I'm such a huge fan of 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 this team and of this community and and all of it. So thanks, man. It yeah, means a lot. Absolutely. Now I know that um, time is a little precious today with some things you've had going on overnight. Um, by the yes. way, with, on <laughs> question without notice: uh, What was more difficult to learn, parenting or Australian rules football? 
Uh, ooh, uh, <laughs> that is a great, great question. Uh, the and rules, the parents yeah, can probably... go for the dogs too. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, so if we we finally got my daughter to kind of sort of sleep through the night, yeah. and then the dogs were like, "Hey, we're gonna get sick at like three a.m." So yeah, it's uh, it's always an adventure in this household yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, lack of sleep, man. I just whatever. We'll we'll sleep. Uh, I'll sleep in a couple of years, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, at this time. At this time of year and we'll get it um i know like i said i know time is precious so i just want to get some thoughts briefly on um because we're we're uh, meeting each other on the podcast so we've talked but actually um you know chatting this way at the perfect time of the season where we've just finished the regular season the home and away season and we're going into finals so i just kind of want to get your your thoughts and how the season's gone and then we can um talk briefly about what we think about how the finals ago so yeah, your, impre- your impressions of the season really yeah, so David, I don't think this is going to be any shock for you or anyone that listens. The the most frustrating thing about every port game this season is the slow starts. I mm-hmm. just I don't understand. You know, this team is so talented. And like I think about like watching Fantasia, like the first couple games of the season, you thought, oh my gosh, we're gonna be scoring a hundred, you know, a uh, hundred points like every single game. There's gonna be 50 goals at every single game. And it's just mm-hmm. it, it just didn't work out that way. And I just I'm so frustrated that we the crows one and then obviously the, this past week like to say like we're losing for for so much of the game and then they come back and win it at the end which is exciting and it's yeah. fun to watch as a fan but but these these slow starts are just so incredibly frustrating mm. um you know i also think you know all those injuries that, that that happened on kind of like midway through the season you get guys that that maybe wouldn't have had a, a chance to truly shine like bergman is is one that makes me think quite a bit and then george Yardis, especially mm. like like I always thought like, here's a, he's a good young player, but like getting all those opportunities, you know, and I mean, all the marks that, 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 that he started to get with a, on a more consistent basis as things were happening. So I mean, this team is super fun to watch, but it's also super frustrating to watch because you're like, come on guys, you're really good. Can we, can we not like start off and do nothing for the first quarter? I, I, right. Am I, am I, again, I'm an American who's learned the game. Am I way off base on this, David? No, I think what you, what you, I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head of what the one thing that has been more frustrating than anything this year beyond, you know, some forward 50, uh, you know, the efficiency of how many yes. times we score sometimes, but the, the slow starts has been the number one thing. And, um, I listen to a bit of the local radio. I don't always listen to it live, but I'll catch up on the podcast just to kind of get a feel for it. And that, there is, there's been question asked from our local radio guys, two coaches that have been coming on, like the assistant coaches that come on regularly, asking what you're exactly saying. So you're spot on the money. They've been saying, yes. oh, look, what, is, what are you guys doing anything different? And the assistant coaches go, we're going to try something different this week. We don't know if it'll work. And clearly it still hasn't, but thankfully <laughs> we're getting the results. But yeah, you've hit, hit it on the head. That's probably been the number one thing this year because of how often it's happened. And like you said, the frustration is because we're so talented and so good and, and we know at our best, we can rattle on, you know, even Colton, you know, it was 118 point turnaround from where we were down to that massive win. We Unbelievable. Had. And so we can rattle it on at ease when we get the, when, when we light the fire, but lighting the fire um, at the right time, which would be at the start of the game would be preferred is the issue. Um, so yeah, it's, it's funny that it's, it's a worldwide, worldwide noticeable problem clearly because um, <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. It's been a frustration all year. 
Well, I just thinking you winning winning by by two, like like we did sixty six to sixty four that mm-hmm. this past week. You know, like that's that's exciting. And and honestly, you know, as I, I had to watch that one on a delay, I I couldn't start it uh, because it actually ran into my job, um, mm-hmm. and so I had a little bit of a break and I got to finish the game. Um, and I just remember thinking, all right, we're going to lose this one. You know, it's, it's the Bulldogs are that, 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 that's, that's a top side right there. That, yeah. that, that's a, that's a very good footy team. Um, but I, I don't know. It just, uh, it, it's like, come on guys. Like I, 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 my fear is if they get out to a slow start to someone like Geelong, Geelong is a, that's, that's a damn good footy team. And honestly, David, I don't, you know, I don't know if I can totally explain this to you, but that's my least favorite of all the footy teams, um, even more so than, than, than the Crows. I don't know why I just don't like Geelong. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit nervous about this, this upcoming week because that that's a team I feel like they could capitalize on, on our slow start. And I mean, I, I, I hope I'm wrong and hopefully you can, you can uh, give me some reasons for optimism. I hope. Yeah. Well, I've said it on the podcast before and I'm sure you've heard it. I I am somewhat of a catastrophic thinker at times in the sense that I try <laughs> to work out and I think this is a sport that I think that I see a lot of sports fans do is you, you try to uh work out every possible worst case scenario in your head so that you've prepared, prepared for anything to happen so then you can go, I knew it would happen anyway. But so there is a lot of nerves going in this week and I am doing the same thing and getting nervous and worrying about them. But I do I do look at what we've been able to do against Geelong this year again, I was at the Geelong game earlier this year and I, there was times in that game where we, we took the game on and kind of because Geelong play a, a kind of game style and that is is a little bit more slow and plodding. They really want to control the ball and work their way through your side and with, with control of the ball and take and take your game away from you because they know they can control the ball and move it well, um, but they're not necessarily as quick and free moving as what we are at our best. So they try to take it away from you, and I think they did that at times this year. But then we had a moment where I think they got out to a few goals ahead of us. If I'm thinking of the right game, hopefully. Um, and then we, you know, Rosie, I think, kicked four goals in a row or something like It really had a um, good little p- patch, and we were able to get on top of them. And I think that's kind of – and from what I remember being at the game, we made a lot of mistakes and shot ourselves in the foot and gave them some opportunities that they kind of ended up being the difference because it wasn't a, it was still a close game although they got out to probably four goals ahead by the end of it but again it was a few mistakes on our end so i think to try to give you some positivity i think at our best with our skills and certainly we were missing we were missing butters and Derzer in that game so those are two um very highly skilled players with their ball movement and their speed and the speed is something we missed in times in the middle of the year um there's a lot of good signs as to where we're going and they've, they've lost Tom Stewart, who's one of their rocks in defense. So that's opens up a little bit for us in the defensive end. And then um, we've got, um, we've got our, our full complement of defensive options available to us. So we can put what we think is the best defense against the likes of Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins out there against them. So I do have a bit of quiet confidence as well that though they're going to be any team, either Geelong or Melbourne were the two options we had going into last night, which was with that incredible game between those two. Either team is going to be tough, but I do think there is a path through Geelong um, based on the fact that I do think that we, like I said, we just made a lot of mistakes that we shouldn't have against them that kind of were crucial. And uh, with the players we've got back, like Butters and Dersma, um, and, yeah. what, and what we can, what we, what I know, our best footy is so good. It's just, and like you said, those slow starts are an issue. If we can minimize the amount of times that we're kind of off the boil um, and, and keep the pressure up, I do see that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of positives to look at and what we can do. And that's probably the thing that I've got to do myself um, and stop catastrophically thinking is be proud of what the Port have done at times this year in their good parts is that they are actually 
incredible. And they, you know, they rattled, rattled off a bunch of goals in a row against the Western Bulldogs earlier this year. Melbourne, they had good chances against. So there is times this year against the very best teams, we've really rattled them. We just then have shot ourselves in the foot with the slow starts and the patches of game where we yeah. just completely disappear. So if that helps give you a bit of confidence, I do I do see some little pass through their side as, um, as long as we... But it's, it's the age-old knock on wood thing is like, we got to play our best footy. So... <laughs> That's, uh, well, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it just in thinking defensively, Alir Alir. I oh. mean, he started out good, but then like the last, I, I don't know, obviously when we're playing against the Crows, mm-hmm. that guy is just, he, he seems like he's playing at a different level. And and I, I've, I've said it quite a few times. I mean, he could play in a lot of different leagues. I truly think that he could play in the NFL. Uh, we have a position called safety. It's, it's a defensive mm-hmm. position where basically you're just going around and trying to knock the ball away from, from the offense. And he's just so unbelievably good at that. I just, he's, he's definitely, um, he's been a recruit. I mean, it's gotta be what the recruit of the year for, for, for port. Correct. Oh, right. Abso- absolutely. I mean, the two, I mean, the, him and Fantasia are the two big ones, uh, if we're not including the draft and Fantasia has been, um, been what we want him to be that small forward. That's classy and, and kick some great goals, but, um, he's been in and out with injuries and that's part of what Fantasia's game is, is that he does get injured, unfortunately. So hopefully we figure that out in the next few years, but, Absolutely, Alir. I think even across the competition, there's not too many other. Um, I'm trying to think of other big moves that there's not one that sticks out to me across the competition as a whole that has been more influential and um, absolutely game changing and and style changing to a team because he's he's completely taken over as a, kind of a defensive um, barometer really. Because when if Alir is having a good game um, or even a, ser- a serviceable game, we're probably going to be going pretty all right. But if he's having a great game, we're going to be we're going to be going great. So. What he's doing, um, yeah, he's borderline all Australian. And he'd yeah, absolutely recruit of um, the last few years for Port Adelaide. We've had some pretty good ones over the years, but he's what he's done to as a game changer has been unbelievable. It, it, he's been so much fun to watch. I feel like he single handedly took over that game against the Crows. It, yes, it was just yeah. unbelievable to watch. Amazing player. Love yeah. love love watching him play. Yeah, and he's and he just looks comfortable too, which I, I love when a I love when a player comes to port and might be just you know my my protective nature of port. Like I love when a player comes over and they just feel like they've they've fit in. They they like they they've come into our family and they're a part of it. And he just when I see Ollie giving him a big hug at the end of the game, I'm like, oh, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you. Hundred, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, man. Yeah. Oh man, and Ollie, Ollie wines, dude. Like he is having a year. Holy oh, cow, dude. It's it's been so much fun to watch yeah yeah he's um we've all he's kind of had the i mean we drafted him seven eight years ago now and we've all known he's had that player that player in him but like a few issues over the last few years whether it be an off-season injury um just he, his preparation coming into the year wasn't right but this year he just came in with a free um fit preseason and boy have we i mean considering the kind of year it's been with the short off-season with COVID last year and the later season and everything it's just amazing to see what this level up he's gone and that game I don't know what what do you reckon did that 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 game against the dogs maybe just just really just send those Brownlow Brownlow odds shortening even more because he he if it was a battle between him and Bont for that in that last game he absolutely demolished Bont and Pelly as just a, a one-on-one thing the the hard part for me is that I don't watch as many of the other teams playing. Yeah. Like I'll I'll catch I'll catch a bit of game of here, but I just all I know is that every time I watch him play, I, I'm amazed. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere in the field. Um, David, you're gonna have to remind me the game where uh, it, he was like the smartest rule in the world. Uh, guys got the free kick, but he took 
too long. So Ollie got to tackle yes. him. Uh, yeah, the Greater Western Sydney Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and you're just like, as you're watching as, as a fan from afar, you're like, that this is it. Like, I, I love this guy. I love yeah. watching him play. I love, and it just, it seems like from last year, like he's not a different player. Like he was great last year, but, but it's just, he's just so clued in on, on everything that's going on this season. Yeah. And whether, and like you said, you've been learning, but oh, I, and even for me, I've, I think it's um, the likes of Drew coming in and he's had a great year as well. It's kind of just freed up Ollie's role to be a bit more because, you know, some of what Drew's doing uh, was kind of what Ollie was doing. Ollie's been a bit more freer to move, be a bit more his own player as well. So he's just, whatever whatever they've done, whatever they've done, the midfield um, coaching and all that, and there we have, it's just worked for Ollie and uh, and we're reaping the rewards. And, you know, it takes the pressure off Quoke to be a leader a little bit and then Drew's being able to come in and build him up into his own player as well because Ollie's kind of doing the taking over the leadership role. And it's just, it's just humming along really nicely, especially with the likes of Butters and Dersma coming back lately. It's uh, it's um, really exciting to see that midfield coming to back to that top form right at the right time of the season too. Absolutely. Getting healthy when it matters. Yes. 100%. And that's, I, I think you, uh, you may have seen what Ken Hinckley said at times this year and um, whether it's been on the tweets or his, uh, his press conferences he said a season's all about and this is kind of like the NFL too it's all about building a season and somehow finding a way through to the through to the playoffs and finals um if you can get there healthy and and with the record that gets you into a good position that's all that matters and the journey there um can be frustrating with slow starts and stuff like that at times but as long as it, we finished second unbelievably after all that so um yeah something went right cuz you know finish top 2 that's all that matters really you know the minor premiership is a nice little nice little tick on the box but the second place does just as much for you so yeah after all that and all the frustration of the slow starts and us tweeting our frustration about slow starts I know you, <laughs> we've, all, we've, all, we've finished second and and it, you know the bulldogs have dropped out of the top four after being cemented in there all year so it could be a lot worse i guess we've got to you look at all those you know you get those frustrations at times but what i'm trying to do more as i go into my 30s is uh Look at the good side too, where the grass is greener, and that's that we we have had a good year, um, despite all those frustrations, and hopefully um, we're building into form at the right time. and And certainly, you look like you're you're pretty excited for it too. Just quietly, I know you're nervous about Geelong, but it's it's some nervous excitement too. I think anytime you go into finals in this kind of form. Well, you think they're getting hot at the right time, mm-hmm. and that's what you want with with any with any any footy team, with any sports team anywhere. You know, they had that lull kind of in the middle of the season, but that's because they were injured, and mm-hmm. it just seems like things are clicking. But just you know, with with a little bit of nervousness, like I said for for Geelong. So so we'll see what happens here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. Um, I'll do. We'll, there'll be a preview pod coming later this week, and. Um, how how what mental state I'm in at that point with the, the game getting closer and closer? <laughs> the finals wreck me, man. It's just uh, um, it's it's especially because you're living in a state like this. Because um, with the crows out of the picture, every crows fan is just going to be glued to port and hoping they lose. So it's going to be an interesting time living in this two city state, <laughs> two team state. Ah. So, um, but hey, we're we're up there and they're nowhere to be seen. So it's always better that way. But um. Absolutely stoked to finally get you on the podcast, mate. Um, it's been uh, wonderful talking to you and chatting to you and um, getting a bit know a bit about your journey to get here and um, and how how you found the sport and everything like that has been wonderful to hear about. And um, you're absolutely an integral part of the Port family, so I appreciate it. Well, David, again, I want to say thank you so very much for for inviting me on to talk Port. I just I I love the opportunity, and anytime you want to have me back, man, I I would love. 
love to talk port with you. If, if it's okay, I'd just like to just quickly shout out like any of the, the port Adelaide fans that I've connected with that, that are listening to this. I just want to say thank you for including me. I, it, it just, it means more than you guys know. So thank you. Yeah. And I'm sure there's plenty of um, people that um, listen to us that know of you because you're, you have become such a fun part of the port kind of Twitter sphere, <laughs> if that's the right term. <laughs> um, so yeah, because your, your handle, um, I'll get it right, it's a, at BDR Dengel, which is D-E-N-G-E-L, which is the BDR stands for Bear Down Report. So I'll let you plug that quickly because that's a really cool thing that you do. So if there is any NFL fans that are Chicago-minded that are listening to this by, by chance, you should check it out. Oh, man, thank you so much for that. Yeah, so the Bear Down Report, uh, we, we cover all things Chicago Bears. Uh, we do actually have one of our episodes, uh, I think it's episode 29, where we try to convince Bears fans to uh, to follow AFL. Uh, so you'll have to give it a listen if you if you guys have an opportunity to do so. Um, obviously, we're, we're trying to pull Port fans any way that we possibly can. And uh, yeah, just um, always love connecting with Port fans on, on Twitter. So yeah, uh, at BDR Dangle, anytime. Love to love to chat with you guys. That's awesome. So yeah, ch- uh, give them a follow if you're not already, but I'm sure, like I said, there's a lot of people you've been a, become such a fun part of the, the family and, and a great part of it. So um, I'm sure they're already on board there, especially after those amazing videos. I'll put the videos in the show notes for anyone listening. Go to the show notes and check out those YouTube videos. I'll put the three of them there because... Um, they're, they're wonderful. Uh, it's just good fun. That's the good, good fun part of the internet is stuff like that. It's just fun and heartwarming and hilarious. So yeah, good stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. Truly uh, appreciate no you. Cheers, Ryan. And, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, we'll get into some, um, pre reviews of the dogs game will be coming soon as well, as well as, um, previews of the upcoming massive week. So can the pair cheers, Ryan. Cheers.